Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 163. We made it. And we still don't have a name. No. Last week, we ended by Ed being very disturbed. I just wondered why we don't have one, and then y'all reminded me I'm the one that said we didn't need one. You're the one that said you didn't want one. And now I'm firmly back on that. We don't need one. So now you're back. (laughs) The last five minutes, he's completely shifted. Can you believe this? Yeah, I'm 100%. I can believe that in five minutes, he completely flipped what he said. Okay. Uh, You know, it doesn't really matter to me. No. So... I'm musing on things. It mattered last week. (laughs) It mattered. Well, it was about two seconds. No, no, we need to be important. It did not matter to him. He said it. Those are two (laughs) different things. I was thinking out loud. He said something. I was thinking out loud. Well, this week's question better matter to Ed because someone wants clarification on something you said in a message. Yeah, they do. Because you're so vague. All that, the time. That's what I'm known for. Yes. I'm looking I'm, forward to I the time no, when people just start sending you questions about things we didn't say in messages. We just said to them personally. Oh. <laughs> you said this to me. I don't know what it meant. What does dinner at 5 p.m. mean? Mm. In general, my life has been about, you're so vague. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is your chance. You get about 25 minutes here on this podcast okay. to be not vague. Here's the question. Now, this was sent in. At the time it was sent in, it was just two weeks away, but it's been a a while for us to get to this question. But their original question said, two Sundays ago, I heard Ed say, what God wants from us is to be trusted. That's good. I was taught when I was young that having the right beliefs about God were vitally important. In fact, people would often say with regard to those beliefs that they were the faith, Hmm. in quotation marks. What part does having correct beliefs have to do with our walk with God. So I guess in what you said. That's a really good question. It's a great question. That's a really good question. Oh, yeah. I was proud to ask it. No, I mean, it's worded very well. You wrote it in? And so this is the message. I worked two offices down from it. I could have just walked out and asked him. (laughs) No, no. I liked the question when I read it. I thought, I can't wait to get to that. You were proud to have read it. I can't wait to get to that one. So I would, so let's take, I think it's almost always important to take words like trust and faith out of the religious world yes. and put them in a regular world. So what what importance does my belief about Jason have to do with my ability to trust Jason? Okay. You know, how important is it I know certain things about you and at what level will I trust you? Okay. And, or whatever person I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, I would say the more I know truth about you and that that truth backs up things that would lead me to trust you, the Mm -hmm. easier it is for me to trust you. If I have worked with you for a long time, which now Jason and I have worked together 25, 26 26 years, um, and I've watched he and I both age. (laughs) We have both raised children. We have both. Uh, experience lots and lots of life together. I could say in most occasions that if somebody came and told me something about Jason, I would pretty well be able to say whether I agreed with them, that's how he would react, or I would disagree with how he would react. And I would think I would find my thought about that probably most of the time I bet would be almost right because I know Jason pretty well. So my ability when I when Jason tells me something or asks me to do something and that if I do something, then something will happen, mm-hmm. 
because I know him pretty well, I could, I pretty much could count on that being 100% true. If Jason said to me, hey, Ed, I need you to do this and this, and if you will do that, then this will happen, because I know him so well, because I have correct beliefs about him, then I can trust him. Mm -hmm. But then to go back to their question, I said what God wants is to be trusted. We need to understand lots about God, or I need to understand what Jason and I have is a good relationship. Trust mm-hmm. is what makes relationships work. Yes. Beliefs don't make relationships work. Beliefs lead to trust, which then make the relationship work. But if beliefs don't lead to trust, that's that of a bad all, relationship. That also leads to uh, to me not being to have a relationship. Yeah. I can act like I have a relationship, but if I have a certain set of beliefs that have not led me to then trust the person, I can say whatever I want to. I don't really have much of a relationship, not a good relationship with that person, not a kind of relationship that would lead to any benefits for either party out of it. Well, I think you've said this also in the same uh, section of sermons you've been preaching is it's not that people don't believe in Jesus. They just don't believe Jesus. That's what that's I think. the difference. True. I think that's the I have truth. a lot of beliefs about who Jesus is, that he existed, what he did and didn't do, but I just don't believe that what he said is right enough to actually go out and do it. That's right. I remember having a conversation with one of my sons when they were first starting driving. And I said, you know, every relationship's based on trust. And so if I can't, if you can't trust me enough to tell me when you think you'll be home and then I can't count on that being true, that's going to be hard for us to have the kind of relationship that both of us want to have. Mm-hmm. You want to have freedom. I want you to have freedom. I want to know that you're going to be okay. You really want to be okay. I want to love and be able to care for you. But the only way that can happen is one, you have to tell me <laughs> so I can count on it. And then you have to back up what you said. Mm-hmm. And if you don't back up what you said, it doesn't really matter that I want really badly to trust you. Mm-hmm. And I could even tell people, well, I generally trust my kid. I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you because you haven't proved trustworthy. Hmm. So that's what I meant by that. God's goal with human beings has always been to be in relationship with human beings. The basis of any good relationship is trust. So what God wanted was to be trusted by human beings. He did not want what happened during the last I maybe I can only talk about what's happened since I've been around. The time I've been alive, Christianity has been turned into a set of beliefs yep. that didn't lead to much of any kind of behavior on the part of many, many, many human beings. They, they held a standard set of beliefs that they could have answered on a test yes. what they thought about God, and they'd have been 100% right they did not trust him when he asked them to do something. Well, and I think that's the part that I, I kind of took away when they talked about, you know, uh, I was kind of taught that the the beliefs were, and people referred to that as the faith. And I believe that. I, I've heard people do that too, of saying, you know, and they have this idea of keeping the faith, which Paul's kind of the first person to really mm-hmm. use that language. But what they mean by keeping the faith is holding on to your beliefs, though your college told you that you shouldn't, mm-hmm. or because some, you know, you had some interaction and you you kept believing, even though you were you you thought you shouldn't, and you kept going. But you know, early in Christianity, they the the very first thing before we, they were called uh, Christians, they were called followers of the way. 
And then there were these ideas. Paul talks about keeping the faith, fighting the good fight. And when you when you understand what Paul is referring to, and really what the you know early church fathers, the people after the apostles, who kind of were the first church leaders after the people who followed them, talked about the faith. They were talking about a series of practices. They were talking about um, the way that you follow Jesus, who is the way, Mm -hmm. the way that you choose to. And what I have found when I end up talking to people uh, in my generation who grew up going to church, um, there's this big idea around, I can follow Jesus and not do anything that historically has looked like Christianity. I don't have to go to church. I can follow Jesus. I don't have to be involved with a body of believers. I can follow Jesus. I don't have to be generous with my money, and I can follow Jesus. I don't have to do this. I just kind of have to believe he exists and really kind of pray to him. And mostly what I hear from people in my generation, but I think it's true of older generations too, is I'm really looking for Jesus to give me inner peace. That if Jesus will give me an inner peace and take care of my sin problem, and I can go to heaven when I die, that's what keeping the faith is about, is believing the right thing so I can kind of do this thing. But what I would say is God, as, as uh, Ed has already said, God wants to be trusted. He also wants to make me the kind of person that he could trust. Right. He wants to make me, because it's a relational right. thing. Yeah. He wants to make me, and actually the first person, I, I mean, we often use this quote that's from Dallas Willard, the first person I ever heard actually say that was my wife. She wrote uh, a lot of the teenagers didn't notice at the time, but when I was really overburdened with stuff, she would write a lot of my scripts for my teen videos, and I just got to take credit for them. And so that was really great. She uh, doesn't like to be on camera, but she writes pretty well, and so she would write a lot of my things. And so one day I was going through and kind of editing it to make it, you know, work for what I what I needed to say. And she had taken this part out where Paul. Um, says, I'm thankful that the Lord counted me trustworthy enough to be his apostle. And she said, imagine what it would be like, not that you would trust God, but that God would trust you, Mm -hmm. that God would look at you and say that. I wrote that. I told her afterwards, I said, that was pretty good. I literally had to just stop and sit and kind of think about Mm -hmm. that for a while of that the goal. And she said that, you know, that's really what we're trying to become is the kind of people God could trust that my, because that is what a relationship happens. Well, I find, you know, and, and I'm not trying to, you have, you want to comment on this, this at this point? I don't want to step on no, it. Go here. for it. I just sit, sitting here as you were, as he was talking about that, of, uh, I find that a lot of people, particularly as we get further into Christianity, we, particularly in our on mission discipleship things, that when it begins to talk about God, you know, there might be people in your world that God intends for you to, you know, and, and we're actually talking about an interactive relationship with God where I'm yes. not just asking God for things. God might, in fact, point out to me a person mm-hmm. and, and prompt me to say something. Most people say, I've never had that happen. And I said to one guy, I'm not surprised. You don't really do what God asks very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, would he, why would he prompt you to do something mm-hmm. when it's been really clear you can't be trusted to yes. do what he asks you to do? If you if you can't do the revealed stuff he's been really clear about, I don't know why he would give you an individual assignment. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think to that point, that's where these practices, and what I mean by practices, because I don't want that to sound mysterious. I do mean followers of Jesus. We 
we we we gather together, and in our case, that's we come to church together, and we 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 worship God together, and we learn from the scriptures together, and we love one another, and we're involved with the church is doing in the world. So if that's serving on a team or it's being involved in the kind of different ministries that we have going on, and I'm involved in people's lives, these kind of practices, we don't see them that way, but that's what they are, is the the practice of service and the practice of worshiping together, and the practice of what used to be called fellowship, of we're, we're bearing one another's burdens, we're sharing that. And then there's all different kinds of stuff, sharing my faith and being generous and all of these different things. What they do is they themselves are not faith. And I think that's the important part. But they are the practices that strengthen my trust in God. They are the practices that when I show up and I say, I'm going to give the money like God called me to give the money, and then I, I experience what that feels like, my trust in God grows. When I show up and I choose to love a person in my small group, I said this in a Next Steps class yesterday, of when you get there and that person, and often it's me, has been talking for seven minutes, and you're like, man, I got to keep listening. But you choose to say, I'm going to continue to be engaged, and I'm going to love this person, and I'm going to serve this person. That's difficult, and it's not as easy as you want it to be, but your trust in God grows because he asked you to do it. And that's enough of a reason to show up and do it. And what that does is it puts you into the flow of God's grace and his spirit. You're not doing things to make yourself a better person. You're not doing things to make God love you. You are getting into the power and the flow of God's grace, and he is transforming you into a kind of person who then you could be trusted. And when every time you say yes to God, the voice of God becomes more clear in your life, and you kind of are able to hear it, and then you become the kind of person. So I fully agree. God wants to be trusted. And I, that's something I thought about while y'all were both talking um, was as I was thinking on this question, and I'm sure you didn't intend this to be, and I don't think people who uh, do talk about the faith as being a set of beliefs intend for this to be true, but it inevitably is a faith, and I'll use that in quotation, a faith that is built on a right set of beliefs is a very uh, stationary, stagnant thing. Mm -hmm. but trust in God, trust in Jesus, as you guys are describing it, it is a way of life is. that is actually lived out. Once you get to a point, and this is something I didn't understand as a young Christian growing up, is that I, getting the right beliefs is a fairly easy thing to do. Mm. Um, but we spent a whole lot of time hammering on it. And, and and what it did was once we got our beliefs clear, we didn't really have anything else to do. So then we went out and found all the people that didn't have their beliefs right. Mm. And we made ourselves feel better by saying, look at there. They ain't got that one right. That church down the street, they don't baptize the way we do. Right. We got the faith. That's right. That church over there, they don't do communion like we do. Look, we got the faith. And it just created this insular, just real conceited version of we've got the faith and nobody else does, and therefore God loves us and we're okay, and we just hang on until Jesus comes. But you you live out trust in Jesus. That's a whole nother deal. You don't have a whole lot of time to worry about what everybody else is doing. You're, you're busy looking, like Nathan just said, 
what is God telling me to do next? Right. Where can I lean in and where can I find him trustworthy? And then your faith is it's like that flywheel illustration. It gets going. And people ask me all the time, you doubt. Well, I have had doubts and I have moments of doubt, but God has been so faithful to me over yeah. the years of me doing things that he, he was just right there. And, he, and I, he has been so trustworthy that I can't, I can't doubt too long. Well, and I so, have, I'll yeah. say for me, Jason, I have, I have moments where I wonder, I, I mm -hmm. don't want to say doubt anymore. Me too. I have wonder. Me I too. wonder if this were to happen, how that would affect me and my role, how God yeah. would help me through that. Yeah. But I never think in terms of, I think I'd lose, I'd lose my faith. Mm -mm. I, I, the only thing I can think of that would totally shake my faith. And then honestly, it, so if somebody, if there's, if somebody showed up and could prove Jesus body is still somewhere yeah, and sure. they could prove that yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would have to say Christianity doesn't exist, sure. but then, then I've, and I've said this a long time, my life has been so blessed by mm -hmm. following the way of Christianity. Yes. I guess I'd be like everybody else. They're most, most, we're really the only religion that says we're, we're the right one and we're founded on this historical thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody else sort of believes they just got this way to do life. And mm -hmm. so it's okay for them. We th say, it'd be very much like saying, denying history. Yeah. But so if you could prove the history is wrong, I'd have to say, okay, Christianity, like Paul said, it just fell apart. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, the experience my life has undergone, yeah. I would probably still show up with my group of people mm -hmm. and do my stuff because my life is infinitely better following this way, yep. mm -hmm. which has come from what I would say is trusting God yeah. mm -hmm. than not. And yeah. so I said to a guy just very recently, it's hard in the beginning when you're starting to see that this is connection between this is what I know to be factually true about, and then God asked me to do this. And this doesn't make as much sense as bam, 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 bam. So God asked me to give money away, and I know for sure 90% of money ain't as much as 100%. Mm -hmm. But God told me if I give away some money, I will be more blessed than if I hold on to all the money. Yeah. So then I have to say, if this, 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 this is true, do I trust that to lead me to do this? And if I don't, I have to admit, I don't really believe this. Yeah. yeah. I don't really believe it. And it's no wonder. And if I say, hey, that person really hurt me, and this, 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 and this tells me I should forgive that person, but I ain't going to forgive them. Mm -hmm. I have to admit, there's there's a problem over here. Well, it's an area that I don't yet believe Jesus on. And, I, and I don't trust him. I don't trust him, and that's okay. That's right. It, I, that's, at least that's a that's a relationship. Now you can start with somewhere. And, you know, we the, the key fact of, uh, or the key premise of the way, the Christian life, is mm -hmm. Jesus is king, Jesus is Lord, and I am in a process biblical writers call it sanctification. Right. The, I am in the process of allowing Jesus to have lordship over every yeah. single part of my life. I will die with some things in my life yet to be under That's the lordship right. of Christ. I hope the list is small 
yeah, <laughs> when I get there. That's right. That's right. I, but because that's my desire of my heart, because again, I have seen every place that I've said, okay, Jesus, you're Lord. And he, and I let him truly be Lord because he's not going to force me. Right. And I let him do that. And I trust him with that. It's always been for my good oh, and yeah. for the good of others. That's right. Even more so. But I, I, that is a, that is a, like I said, is an active moving, progressive life that you live rather than a stagnant set of, I got those. Which is why I have to tell myself the truth of when I get to the place and I think I have the truth Mm -hmm. and I put it here and then I say, but I won't forgive. I just have to say the truth of Mm -hmm. Jesus, I don't trust you. That's right. Will you help me trust you? That's right. So like the dude who says, I believe, Help help my unbelief. But to continue to say, I fully trust Jesus when you know for sure that's not true. Mm -hmm. People just get that messed up of I can have this set of beliefs and that takes care of everything. Well, it doesn't. Mm -mm. It leads me to the next things. Right. I think that's what we, there's so much debate on what was the book of James all about. I think that's what he's getting at. That whole faith versus works thing. We've turned it into a. Theological yeah, debate. Yeah, but it's not. It's more. It's about faith versus trust. Right. That's what it comes down to. That's right. Read the book of James. It's great. <laughs> so, well, and you know, I think have, have we clarified your, your statement, Ed? Do you feel clear clarity? Now? Well, I thought it was clear in the first place. I, know I, you did. I, I thought it was clear. But, I used to just say God wants you to put your faith in Him, mm-hmm. and then I have realized I've been doing this forty years. For the first twenty five years, I would just say. God wants you to put your faith in him. And I began to realize people say, I did put my faith in him. When I was 12 years old, I did the thing. And I go, well, it's clear you don't put your faith in him Mm -hmm. because you don't do any of the things that Christians do. A Muslim believes the things about Jesus that you say they believe, except there's one tiny little part. And you don't know how close your faith is to the Muslim's faith. Mm -hmm. Well, as I was saying, we're trying to clarify it. and, and, And the truth is, Clarity exists whenever somebody gets clear on it. That's so right. Hopefully, if, if what we, we didn't said, make it clear, help ask us again. Ask us again. Ask it a different way. Uh, we hope that sort of clarified it, cleared yeah. it up a little bit. So. By changing those words from faith to trust, I was hoping to be clearer. Mm. But again, for everybody, it wasn't because they have this background of oh, yeah. faith. And that, that's understandable because I think all of us did. Yeah, that's right. And still do. To, yeah. to a degree. That, so. that statement was obviously written by somebody that's like us. They have a Absolutely. big background mm-hmm. somewhere, which is, that's helpful. Yes, it is. And harmful at times. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it can really help you. Yep. It can really hold you back. Yep. All right. So that's all we got for that question. But next week, we it, we got a bonus episode. Bonus. You know what bonus means? It means we got two questions. Oh. Mm-hmm. Two questions. One about uh, Judas. And the other one about uh, the the writing of the Gospels, and I think we're going to be able to ha- handle both of them in one episode because well, we're we are we're just succinct that like that. We're, well, that's not true, but we'll do it. <laughs> we will be succinct next week. So y'all have a great one. See you then. <laughs>